Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Oh, it's a preview episode for, uh, let's see if I can do it two weeks in a row. You ready? Are you ready? Oh. Welcome to week six. Yeah, bitch. God damn it. Yeah. He did it again. He did it again. Did you? I did. Dropped it two weeks in a row correctly without forgetting what time it was. Or what day it was. Don't ask me what day it is. One more and he's on fire. He's going to say week nine next week. Yeah. No, no, no. I got it. I'm going to get a turkey. I'm going to get three of these in a row. Correct. Because I'm paying attention. I am Spencer Hall. Uh, you know, among other things, host of this program. There are other hosts, though. Uh, Jason Kirk. Jason Kirk in beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia. Say hello. Uh, put some respect on her name. Is Plankonia. Plankonia. <laughs> FCS number three Kennesaw State, highest ranked team in the state. You goddamn right. Plank. <laughs> That's where we're taking the turnover plank. I can't stop you. You're number three in the FCS. How are you not selling that shirt already? Myself? Yeah. Uh, but my attorney advised me not to. No, I didn't. But remember, I, I fired you. My attorney is uh, David Fuchillo. <laughs> Damn it. He's better. He's better. You made the right choice. He does have a more attorneyly name. Attorney-ly- Lawyerly name. What what name is Ryan Annie most suited for? <laughs> probably Ryan probably Annie, like podcasting. I, I swear to God, I'll leave. I'll just leave. <laughs> I would say. Yeah, I know I was Actually, I, I mean, s- it's pretty simple. Nannying. <laughs> Nanny State. No, we gotta get a name in the university after him. Nanny State. Nanny State. Nanny State versus Deep State. That really is what every election boils down to at this point. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, and I take so many else, so many else. <laughs> um, this is uh, we are going to go over. Uh, oh, hey, we, we I was just introducing people and stopped at Jason. He is the finest of us, so I really should. But I'm gonna keep going. We got Ryan Nanny. Hi, yeah, Ryan. We, we, we just covered that. Why yeah. would you? Why would you do it again? We just because I how didn't sh- never it. say my name. We just covered how d- shitty my name is. The you internet, just doxed me. The internet is already over. How shitty my how shitty my voice is. I want memento, but about being on the internet where somebody's like, I got doxed. Also, I'm being to, harassed. According to the internet, Ryan has the same voice as a Nebraska politician. <laughs> on Scott Frost Day, no less. I didn't ask for any of this. Uh, and uh, joining us also, Holly Anderson. Here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm concentrating. Stop. Yeah, no. What is Definitely she? Con- what is she concentrating on? Definitely not playing video like a games. Child, I have been given a Nintendo so that I do not too thoroughly disrupt the program. Oh, I thought you were gonna levitate next swing. Nope. No, this is what I this is what I do, uh, basically to anyone now. Parenting has both broken me and made me a more effective person, and then I just start handing out uh, things with screens and snacks. I enjoy right. the role reversal in our relationship where you're the responsible one this year. It's amazing. Uh, we are going to discuss week six in college football. I do have a question, though, first. And we also have uh, some reader input as well. Having had no podcast business this week, um, I really do want to go ahead. That's, that's not true. No. Do we, do, no do, we, do we have some podcast business? We, we, we have literary business, don't we? Do we have literary business? You go right ahead with that. I think Holly, what's the literary business of the week? Y'all, it's Halloween. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go out and buy. Uh, is this where we go? Friend of the podcast. Friend no, of the podcast. No, let's let's not slander taint him like Brian that. Like that. <laughs> I will slander him. He knows us. 
And that's his that's his fault. But yeah, go out and buy a friend of the podcast, Brian Phillips' uh, new book. It's called Impossible Owls. Uh, you can find it on Amazon or wherever you find extremely expensive books. It is my firm belief that wherever you place this book, a tasteful Instagram vignette will instantly appear around it. Uh, that is correct, and also, and some of those some of those like internet only shoes that are made out of yarn or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you buy these shoes, somebody will get a new kidney. Someone somewhere will get oh, a it's new kidney. Brian. He'll have enough money to buy one off an orphan. I got a garage full of kidneys. <laughs> They're not gonna put themselves in rich people's backs. Guys, Brian has extremely expensive taste in jackets. Just please help keep him in Corvettes. Think about yeah. how how bummed some somebody you know is like writing a spec script for Disney Channel that was all about like a, a superhero team of owls and called it Impossible Owls, and is now like, oh, it's oh, he took it. He basically took it for the book. It's oh, ruined. Ask Brian, why he didn't call it that? And More like impossible Brian, to beat so the owls because they're FCS number three. Into an anxiety attack for not having called it that. Impossible owls. Here, you know what? Buy the book and then deface the cover so it says impossible owls. And I've... then bring it to Brian and demand that he sign it. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. He'll do it because he's an extremely anxious person. <laughs> Podcast business. Podcast business. That's that business. Owl type business. Dick. Hoot hoot business. We hooting? Yeah, we hooting. Come on, bro. Have we'll... we talked about Big Boy's pet owl on the show? Hootie? Yeah, Hootie. Which yeah. which pet which of his pet owls? Hootie. He, he has at least one. He's got several. I was speaking of Hootie. Well, there is Hootie. I don't know the name of the other one. But if you follow Big Boy, and you should on all social media, but especially Instagram. Because you can tell that's where his passion is. Yeah, Instagram is an owl-heavy platform for Big Boy. Yeah, you should know this one. Um, if you hang out with Big Boy, good things happen. Tiger Woods, no majors, no wins. Um, all of a sudden, Tiger made Tiger Woods. Uh, you know, he he won a tournament because he got his picture taken with Big Boy. That's a one-for-one one correlation. I don't feel the need to extend it any further or invite any other data to confound my conclusions. That's true, because he's never taken any pictures with Atlanta sports teams, and that's why they fail. See? See? He did wear a Bucks jersey in a video, I want to say. Did, did I make that up? I he might be thinking of... It, the you're, thinking of uh, you're thinking of the Houston Astros jersey. I might have been. Th- I actually might have been thinking of Tribe Called Quest. The, I'm pretty sure there's Houston like, Astros jersey, and aren't they the reigning baseball champs? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I can't prove that. I think so. Let's go with that. I'm just going to, I will announce them as the reigning baseball champs. If anyone objects to this, tough. Impossible bowels. Um, impossible bowels. Wildly unpopular sequel. They got to put a little flourish on it. Impossible bowels. Impossible bowels. Uh, but yeah. Big, Man, I miss Bielema. Yeah. But oh, big wait. That should, have... that should be FAU's hashtag. Impossible. <laughs> Hashtag impossible owls. <laughs> did we re- did we think this through? We did not think this through. <laughs> no, we're FAU. <laughs> we are out of character for us. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. Big boy has a quality owl. You should by all means watch it. Although owls, as I think we've discussed on the program before, terrible pets, awful pets. Because no, they're not terrible pets. They're just really needy when it comes to wingmen. A bad carpenter blames his tools. They 
want to hang out all night and and hoot. Owls aren't bad. You're just old. Yes, I mean, Wait. Big Boy literally has a song about hanging out all night. Also, <laughs> like, you shouldn't need that caveat. Everybody knows what an owl. You you can't buy a nocturnal animal and then be like, oh, it stayed up all night. Oh man. It, it stayed up all night hooting, and it gets sort of upset because owls hoot socially. So the owl is sitting there looking at you, going, "Whoo! Like Come on, bro, let's do this." I don't know. I think this is a lie. Owls hate everything. They love Mike Jones. <laughs> little <laughs> little known fact. I just enjoyed that, though they are depicted in the Harry Potter series as being affectionate. That in reality, they are just hate-filled creatures who think of nothing but breaking the necks of mice. And that when we weren't seeing them on screen in Harry Potter, all they were doing was sh- like shredding robes. Well, they're also they're also the mail carriers, which means they've probably carried nudes. <laughs> There's some really crafty owl who's like, hey, uh, Neville Longbottom, unless you want this to get out. You're going to have a sack of mice waiting for me tonight. Damn you, Harvey Levin the Owl! (laughs) You never know who will see this nude of you. Um, I did also also have the question, and this came up not entirely randomly, but I I want six seconds of history in a vine. I want you to just pick one. Do you want to go first or do you want us uh, to? To illustrate the concept, yes. Because yeah. okay. I started laughing uncontrollably thinking about this. One of the worst moments in United States history is when President Abraham Lincoln is shot at Ford's Theater and assassin John Wilkes Booth, an actor, then leaps saying, Six Semper Tyrannus to the stage. And he breaks his leg. But he still gets away. That part's pretty funny. But he still gets away. How bad was security? (laughs) How winded was everyone in the 1860s? Like, think about that. You know, people walked a lot, I know, but I don't think they were much for running. And I'm pretty sure all the shoes were made of, like, wood and, and like, horsehide. Meat. Yeah. Yeah, meat. They were basically just meat on planks, you know? And industry was like sucked so bad that shoelaces were an issue, right? Like, well, lost my shoelaces. I guess I'll never have shoes again. And you didn't. Yeah, and you didn't. But that's the like six seconds I want. Not the shooting. Rather not have a murder in there. I just want the light comic relief afterwards of six Semper Tyrannus. This is my moment. And he just jumps down and ah! <laughs> World star. You know somebody in the audience who had to know him, right? Because he's an actor, and this is an audience full of theater patrons, which means there was one person in the audience who was like, "Fucking booth." Oh, we <sighs> went to camp. We went to camp together, and I said I'd go, and I've been putting it off. Blue, blue is line. Blue is line. Over the top as always, Booth. <laughs> Six separate <laughs> Classic Booth. Uh, mine involves a old-timey Scottish surgeon. Go on. His name is Robert Liston, mm-hmm. and he was like a, an accomplished surgeon. So this story is maybe not totally fair to him. Um, but <laughs> I'm he, already enjoying where this is going. Yeah, I, I know. But this, so so he's working in uh, the early 1800s before the discovery or the use, I should say, of anesthesia, and that means surgery has to be 
really fucking quick because otherwise, you know, agony and screaming and death. Um, this is the story of his most famous case. So <laughs> one of his uh, notable skills was that he could amputate legs and arms exceptionally quickly. In this case, he amputated the patient's leg in under two and a half minutes. But he also amputated the fingers of his young assistant and, in the process, rumoredly scared a spectator so badly um, that the spectator, this was back, you know, when you had, like, the gallery, the elevated audience, like it was a tennis match or some shit. So the spectator dropped dead of fright. The assistant later died in the hospital from gangrene. And so did the patient. So he had a 300% mortality rate. So I just want like a real staccato vine that's just like, leg off, fingers off, guy in the crowd dead, Robert Liston out. Flawless. Flawless victory. (laughs) (laughs) World star. The second thing we started doing with this was comparing these historical vines to famous vines of the vine era. Like, John Wilkes Booth as the kid in Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Back at it again at Krispy Kreme. Ah! <laughs> or, or or this the one with the oven door. Yeah, I wanted one with, I wanted one with William the Conqueror and his funeral because if you don't know, um, it's one of my favorite moments in history is William the Conqueror is buried. Uh, by the time they buried him, uh, William the Conqueror had decided that his preferred conquest was that of the buffet he had gained a lot of weight because he'd conquered stuff and he got all the food that's how history worked back then if you conquered stuff you got to eat all the good food and he had become too large for his sarcophagus anyway burial techniques and the mortuary sciences not exactly a forte of this historical era there was also some decay some decrepitude had sort of gotten into the picture. Basically what I'm telling you is that when they put the lid on the sarcophagus in the church, uh, he popped like a, like an overripe melon. What, what do you mean popped? I mean, the gases that had built up exploded, sending William the Conqueror goo all over the place. And so, in so addition, this, so this line is uh Mentos in a diet Coke two liter. Do, 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 uh, yeah, that's not what I want. I mean, that'd be cool, but because I'm gross. But uh, what I want is the reaction from the crowd was so dramatic that it caused instant vomiting and an evacuation of the church. I want the six seconds after it happens. I want like, ah! just <laughs> everyone clearing the hell out. How bad did it smell? It was like it was like the beginning of the 12th century. <laughs> Nothing yes. smelled it, good. It was tough to stand out as a scent. I that know that, that is a packed field of bad odors, and yeah. you're telling me it was so bad that people in the 12th century were like, "I'd rather die than smell this." <laughs> also, it was the king. You know, everybody's like trying to be real somber and stuff, and all of a sudden, it's like <laughs> headshot. Uh, I want that vine. It would have eight million views off me alone. Jason, did you did you select one? Um, I think I would like the six seconds of where the fuck this topic came from. 
We just told you. You know, it's our week six preview. Sure, it's our week six preview. Sorry. Okay. Which we should get to. We do have a list of games to cover. Sorry. If you would like to take us to that and get those six seconds of your life back, you won't ever get them back. Uh, Thursday sucks. Don't watch anything on Thursday. Uh, Georgia State is playing, so you know the night is trash. Friday. Um, hurtful, hurtful. It'll be slightly better. Uh, FCS unranked Georgia State. Friday will be slightly better, but you don't really need to worry about Saturday. Rootin' tootin'. We're starting the day off with big checks and big fried horse balls dipped in fried Oreo remains slathered in fried beer, fried chocolate syrup drenched all over it in a fried bowl you can eat with your fried mouth. Has, has Have any of y'all looked at the new food? At the fair this year, uh, no, feast please. your fried eyeballs on the new menu. Um, I'm just going to give you the first one because after that, I think we'll be done. It's a beverage. Three words: corn dog ale. Yes, sir. Mm, I'm listening. Nice. Get it. No, I'm I'm listening. <laughs> fried corn dog ale. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The uh, this appears to be a cocktail, and yes, it's just beer. Where you uh, you put something on the rim. In this case, I'm going to read verbatim from the State Fair of Texas website. The flavor experience is only complete when the complete when the beer is served with the traditional condiment yellow mustard. Fried yellow mustard. I like yeah, yellow mustard. <laughs> only the only the most sophisticated complex of condiments. And I'm gonna I'm gonna send you both the picture. I swear to God, it's it's a it's a it's a mustarded rim. Beer glass. Sure. sure. Uh, I mean. Yeah, but when we call the game a shootout, that's an abomination. Why? Why are you gonna half step it? Right? Can I tell you my favorite event? That'd be, you know, you can get this in before the game. It is Saturday. All right. That would be the Red River Pan Am Breeding Rabbit Show. That's right. Nine to ten a.m. Y'all. At the poultry barn. I would just walk around. They'd be like, what do you think of this rabbit? I'm like, man, that rabbit is fat. What about this one? That was fat too. It's amazingly fertile. This is a crazy fat rabbit. I don't know. They're all such good rabbits. This one's real fat though. I'm giving it the blue ribbon. Don't also forget, and you won't have to miss this because it's from 10 to 11, which is right after the breeding rabbit show, the miniature Zebu club show. What is that? <laughs> you don't know what a miniature zebu is? No, I don't. I'm being very honest here. I don't know what that is. City mouse. Humped cattle, but little. Somebody in Texas <laughs> somebody in Texas breeds those like big white cows with the massive hump on their back yeah. and makes them real little. You know, like one, for, one for, night, you know, for space travel. <laughs> one night some texas longhorn fan was sitting out there and he's like you know what'll really own the aggies not that i care it's if i make a zebu cow but i make it real little so all the women are like oh that's a cute cow and they gotta come buy it from me not that i care hook them now give me some more corn dog ale i guarantee you somebody has been hit in the face over a miniature zebu in texas not shot it's not that kind of passion Is that all we have to say about Texas OU? <laughs> it would be a pretty good game. It always is. It's always very, very, very stupid. Um, and it's always a randomized result generator. It doesn't really matter which team is good, which team is bad. 
So Texas going nine and three. Yeah. Is, no, is no, this, no, no. I mean, so wait, is this one of the nine or one of the three? You never know, buddy. Okay. Thanks, Sandman. That's always <laughs> your counsel is invaluable. <laughs> is everyone is everyone gonna say, Oh man, this totally determines the fate of of both head coaches and in two weeks we'll be like, What game? What that's my favorite. They're like the greatest rivalry. The one that claims skulls and heads and people care about this. And everyone knows this is a complete crapshoot because y'all play a game after you've eaten 40 pounds of fried food and seen eight animal exhibits. You go and watch this game at 11 o'clock. Church time. It's, it's, <laughs> and accordingly, the first shall be like the first shall be last and the last shall be first. That's how this works out because this game doesn't make any damn sense year in and year out. So, yeah. Uh, now I'll, I'll just, I'll just describe this, this, this entire rivalry with a Mac Brown quote. It is what it is. <laughs> Whatever equals, the result is, there you have it. Equals equals. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Texas, Oklahoma. It's for all the equivalencies. The Red River Shootout Rivalry Festival Fisticuffs event. Bunny it is breeding. what it is. Rab- rabbit contest. Yeah. See the game, but not before you go the and Red see River the... Red River Hoot Nanny. The fattest not rabbits. See, not before you go and see the exhibit Snakes of Texas. 10 to 6 p.m. at the Discovery uh-huh. Gardens. Uh-huh. Fried snakes of Texas. <laughs> Fried snakes of Texas. Oh, they're, don't worry. They're still alive. Go and see Mecca Pantera, which is actually just a repurposed showbiz pizza band. Fried Pantera. Fried Mecca Pantera. Uh, also, Illinois plays Rutgers. <sighs> you can Boy, say that it. Was a come you can down. say it. Yeah, I know you want to say it, Spencer. God damn it, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this they're not even in the same division, so it's not like this game has to happen. The Big Ten did this on purpose. Yep. Somebody somebody sat down with a spreadsheet and said, well, let's make that a thing. And the good Time news is to now, happen. now one of these teams is going to get a conference win. Someone said, should we make a rule that this can't happen? And someone else said, no, we want this to happen. I like this because no matter who wins, they can't actually feel that good about it. It's meaning, like It's a meaningless result for you. If Illinois wins by 30... And Rutgers, by the way, has already been outscored this season by 98 points. They've only played five games. So yeah. that's on the table. Um, yeah, who cares? It's Rutgers. They fucking got shelled by Buffalo. If Rutgers wins, it's Illinois. There's nobody can feel good. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna play a little game here. You ready? Oh god. Here are things in here are things in college football. Okay. Can we can we pay our players for their effort? No. No. Okay, cool. Can we require like a certain strength of non-conference scheduling? No, not, not really. No. No. Can we coordinate anything between even just the five major conferences? No. Uh, signing day. We the can Sun kind Bowl. of signing the Sun, day and the, the Sun, Sun Bowl. Bowl. That's it. Signing day and the Sun Bowl are the only two things we all agree on. <laughs> can we do something easy like maybe do an eight or sixteen team playoff to determine a champion that we can all agree on? No, Never. four is the perfect number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
do we require that Illinois and Rutgers have to play a game against each other? Yes, that we do. We do. Absolutely. Law of God. <laughs> These two teams have to play each other. Uh, they're in the same conference. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which, which, again, is a choice someone made. Someone made this choice to make. Someone willed this in because they thought it was a better idea than all of the other ideas that we just discussed, which are all better. <laughs> someone someone was making a kickball team and said, I want Illinois and Rutgers on my team. <laughs> Somebody at one point said, you know, another angle to this whole acquiring Rutgers for the Big Ten Conference. The Big Ten had the option of adding Montana State, Cal State Fullerton, Coastal Carolina, UTSA, Monterey Tech, any number of schools, and they chose Rutgers. It's like saying, hey, what if I could have a debilitating sinus infection and food poisoning? I'll have you know this game does matter, though, because it tips the balance in the scales of Mithridates, which is what I will call the, the great, traveling trophy, the great traveling trophy of Rutgers, Illinois, and that it is perfectly balanced at the moment. Historically, two and two, one and one since the two have became Big Ten brethren. So don't don't say there's nothing at, sca- at stake here because the very scales of history will tip one way or the other on Saturday, probably towards Illinois, Chicago. Yeah, because because Rutgers is butt there. I think my favorite fact about this game is Illinois opened as a 1.5 point favorite at Rutgers, and that immediately shot up to five. <laughs> as the public said, what? <laughs> we only have to beat like, Rutgers by two? I'm all in. That's so bad. <laughs> like that, so that any line, any line in this game would have leapt three points instantly. The same like, thing happened when Buffalo played there. You could put any team at Rutgers and say, they're only a one-point favorite, and everyone on the country is like, I'll take it. Please, here, my child's college take money. Take my money. Take my money. <laughs> my, I'm betting my child on that. We're talking about <laughs> Illinois is a five-point road favorite. Illa fucking noy. Rutgers shows up at your house, and you instantly begin putting plastic sheeting down on the sofa. <laughs> it's gonna Something's going to come out the wrong end. Yeah, he's going to piss bed bugs. You'll watch. Yeah, just know. Don't you guys have a couch bed or a guest bedroom? Nope, that tent's fine. Tent's all we got. Sorry. Garage living. Can't beat it. You thought about sleeping in your car? They're comfy. What, are you better than Jesus? (laughs) Did he sleep in a car? (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, mangers were the garage of the time. Luke Skywalker slept in a car once. It was a tauntaun. But still... Think about yeah, that. Okay, that's that homeless works. Luke Skywalker. He's he's space Jesus, so this works. Yeah, this is, see? This is now canon. This is Kanda. Everyone agrees. This let's is talk all about canon. let's talk about Boston College at number twenty three, NC State. Oh, we are just falling down a staircase here. Okay, Man. listen, listen. We could talk about this game with some sincerity because NC State is undefeated. Boston College only has one loss, and it's not in conference play. So Jason, do you want to play Nintendo with me? Yeah, let me go get. My, we, we can, yeah, I'm gonna but, play Nintendo. We're gonna, I have I have a non football question to ask, and it's serious. It's a it's a matter of. Faith. We're talking about Boston College, NC State. You're damn right. This is a non football conversation. Okay, so NC State has two costumed mascots, Mister and Mrs. Woof. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were married in 1981 at halftime of an NC State basketball game. They renewed their vows in 2011. 
Do either of you remember who the officiant was for both of those ceremonies? Bobby Bowden. It was another mascot. I know that. Correct. Was it the Demon Deacon? It was the Demon Deacon. So I ask you, does this mean that their marriage is sealed under Satan? Sure. What's wrong with that? Okay. Damn. Yeah. That's I mean, fine. what's what's the number of the beast? Six? What's NC State's kind of general record when you average out their history? About six and six? Mm. Mm, it's working. That's it. We can move on. That's all I wanted to ask. Yeah. Florida State at Miami. You skipped right over a game. Nope. No, we're going to come back to that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right. I want to put worse show than I want to put I want to put this off cuz I want to I want to skip the order on that if we're okay. Florida State at Miami. Um do, do, are you a little worried for Miami in this game? No. What? No. 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 no? Why? Like, like what? In what sense? What? Okay, good. I'm I, I have to confirm that I'm delusional here. Yeah. Why why are you tell me why you're worried? What is it that Florida State does well that you are worried about on Miami's behalf? Well, they have a good defense. That's it. That's it. I can't So, even. do you know who leads the country in tackles for loss per game? In Miami. Miami. Mm-hmm. And do you know who is second to last in the Power 5 in tackles for loss allowed per game? I I've completely disavowed any fears I had for Miami in this game. They're going to win 40 to 6. Yeah, I don't know if Florida State will have any yards. They only won against Louisville because Bobby Petrino had a stroke. What if because they get what if they get like three yards on a short pass and then fumble the ball? That's yards. That's yards. Then yeah. then that's the turnover turnover chain time. And then Florida State loses. There could be quite a few of those. Magical totem. Is Miami gonna have one of those weeks where are they gonna have a legendary like sequence where in two different weeks, they have taken timeouts to give their defense a rest. <laughs> the boys are tired of running up and down the field. We don't even have to make that up, man. <laughs> they had to do that. <laughs> like, go look at Miami's offense in that game. It's like, man, they barely ran any plays. Yeah. Guess who was running? They the didn't defense. have the ball. The other way yeah. with the ball. <laughs> the only interesting thing about this game is that it has already turned into a stupid uh, masculinity off over the respective, you know, turnover or big play accoutrement, which means this is the game where Miami unveils the third down stop urinal. <laughs> you get a big stop on third down? Yeah! Go piss in the urinal! It's a trough urinal. Old school. They should make it so that it's in the injury tent, right? right. So you can shield... But they but won't. It's vi- like you could, it's a convertible, so you pop out of the top, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Time to slap on the turnover strap on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the two point conversion strap on. No, that's the tackle. No, that's the tackle for loss because it's get you get good penetration. Oh, right. there we go. Right, exactly. Yeah. See. Anyway, Bobby, this Bobby is Petrino a- voices lurking. <laughs> this is a show for kids again. <laughs> So now I feel I feel I'm ready to discuss LSU at Florida. These are the same team. Same team. Yeah. Like actually the the same team. Right? LSU has a quarterback who is a more timely passer and at least a tidier passer in terms of uh interceptions cuz guess how many Joe Burrow's thrown so far? About seven or eight. Mm. That that'd be that'd be zero. 
Oh, I thought you meant passes. Passes. No, that's how many he's completed. LSU will win by 20 points with Joe Burrow going 7 for 28. Right? Sure. And Felipe Franks will go 22 for 47 for 205 yards. This is a very Felipe with no touchdowns and one interception. And this game will be 17 to 16. So, so far, these teams have been better at offense than um, stereotypes and jokes would suggest. Uh, but I don't even think that matters. I think just by Florida LSU law, neither teams can score more than 20 points. Like, mm-hmm. stats are just irrelevant here. The other the other Florida LSU law is that one one or both teams has to do too much at some point, mm-hmm. and that, that either is decisively good or decisively bad. There will be at least two fights. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you will get at one point, uh, there, there's always an iffy call down the stretch. There will be a special teams caper. There will be like a fake spike in the middle of the first quarter. Totally unnecessary. There will be a, <laughs> there will be some sort of, uh, rivalry taunting that like everyone sort of agrees. Like, okay, that was a bit far. Right. Right. Like, what right. was it a couple years ago? Like Florida fans were like, ha your tiger died. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, you know, didn't hurt the Tigers' feelings. Because the Tigers like, yes, that's a natural part of life. It's part of right. the cycle. I did die. But only after killing many times. Yeah, up, up there in Tiger Heaven. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's how this game goes. And the final score will be 17 to 16. And because it's in the swamp, baby. I thought you said LSU was going to win by 20. No, no, no. I said if Joe Burrow goes 7. How's this? Okay, we'll go back. Seven for 21. LSU wins by 20 if Joe Burrow goes seven for 21. Don't ask how. Just happens. Okay, those seven, they really count. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Burrow, he's uh, he's like that poor luxury buyer friend of yours, right? Who goes, you know, I don't spend money on much, but when I do, I buy a $9,000 personal wireless speaker. That's Joe Burrow at quarterback, right? You going to get that short completion? No, but I'm going to miss it, and nothing bad's going to happen. And then I'll hit a 38-yarder over the back shoulder once that breaks the entire game open. That's all I got. All I, I do is miss, make hits. I did miss rent. However, I bought a rowing machine made out of whalebone. <laughs> and I'm really going to use it. And I do. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's so nice you can only use it once. Yeah. It's like stroke it's like a video game rower for a character right like your character needs to work out works out once gains 20 strength that's that's how this game goes um i think though i i feel pretty good about this game like my low expectations for florida this year really working for me like if we lose 17 16 i'll be like cool and uh if we win 17 16 i'll be like yeah that's improvement I want to mark this down. Do it. I don't think you're telling the truth. I'm being exceptionally sane this year about Florida. It's the only thing that I'm being sane about. I think you think you're telling the truth. I think you believe what you're saying is true. (laughs) But I think what you're saying is wrong. Counselor, this is my favorite argument, which is the, yes, unpredictable. (laughs) Unpredictable and erratic person. I know you. And your motivations better than you do. Possibly true, but yet the outcome 
still as uncertain to both of us, isn't it? This is the Martin Lawrence defense. <laughs> <laughs> and and did did it work? It did. Yeah. See? Um you know what else works? Time for an ad read, I guess. That's that's right. That's right. Uh, Hymns works. It's kind of a team thing. You know, why can't we do it as a group? Um, I just wanted to read about sexual wellness for men. You just did. Whoa. And we're in the ad. We are. Um, are we really? Yeah. Okay. Well, this, I, guess, like, I still don't know if we are. I'm satisfied. Listen, 66% of men lose their hair <laughs> by age 35. You think this isn't an ad, but it is an ad. And when you start to notice the hair loss, it's too late. So it's easier to keep the hair you have and replace the hair you've lost. Now, you may think that means keep it all in a bag somewhere. Hims is here to tell you, throw out your bag of old hair. That's weird. You're making bad choices. Not like season six shut down full cast sponsor bagofhair.biz. Basically, we're going to take Spencer's feeling about Florida right now. Spencer feels good about Florida doesn't matter that florida is still receding it doesn't matter that florida has future losses ahead of it including possibly this weekend if we could apply hymns to florida right now to preserve what little they have to keep it right here in this golden acceptable state we would but we can't because florida's not hair i've lost the plot on this one but i'm gonna just plug through it no roll roll plug Damn it. Dunk. You know, it's wild how Florida was born in 1990 and then started receding at like age 13. Like well, you age, know, an, age, an, excess of te- an excess of testosterone and hard living will do that for you. Listen, you're also ignoring like Florida wasn't born in 1990. That's when Florida got out of juvenile detention. Okay. This is when Florida tried to like get its life together. Anyways. If you want to try a trial month of hymns for just $5 while supplies last, you go to forhymns.com slash shutdown. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash shutdown. You don't have to go see a doctor. Again, not a thing people do in Florida. Mm-mm. You get a generic equivalent of a name brand prescription. Again, basically Florida's approach to quarterbacks. It's perfect. It's an easy solution for hair loss. And what else, Holly? Sexual wellness for men. Se- sexual wellness for men. For slash shutdown. Don't act like this isn't a problem for you. I've seen your emails. Not Ryan. I'm talking to our readers. Ryan is extremely virile, as we've covered in other ads. Our giant baby-making son. Our big baby-making baby. They call him the factory. <laughs> the Eastern Michigan of... <laughs> Because because he, he's blocky, you know. And the EPA wants to talk to him. Sometimes my wife, trying to be supportive, says, "Should I listen to the shutdown full cast?" And I always no. say no. I always say no, and I've never felt better about that decision. And right here, right at this moment, um, let's talk about well, Arizona. How viral you are! This isn't news. Let's talk about Arizona State at Colorado. Ah. Pac-12 South Championship. Sorry, Caitlin. Happening at four in the afternoon on e- on the East Coast. This is a breakfast game. This mm. is this is probably your only chance to see Arizona State play 
at not at some not ungodly hour for the yeah, rest this, of the season. This would be uh, Mountain Time, right? No, it's that's four Eastern. That's four Eastern. This is being played four Eastern. You say, man, Herm Edwards will only have been up for nine hours when they kick. All right, boys, we're playing early. We're on. Uh, we're on Fox. We're the NFC Fox game of the week. It's so confusing. We're to gonna have Terry it. Bradshaw on the call. We're gonna show. We're gonna show Troy Aikman what we're made of. <laughs> we got Jeff Hostetler on the call. How disdainful would Joe Buck be if some trash Pac-12 South game? <laughs> I don't be... know. He calls a lot of baseball. He calls. It... Yes, but that's America's it would just be game. Non-stop the oh god the sun is rising <laughs> tweet over and over. Oh, over. oh the sun devils are rising. <laughs> Imagine Joe Bucket like one thirty a.m. Eastern. <laughs> mm-hmm. No one's watching. No one cares. <laughs> oh, this is disgraceful. This is a disgusting act. <laughs> He's just talking about the football. Just a failed what, third down conversion. What would what would he have done in that Utah game where they charged the field five times? And here they come again. And, and they return. And they're back. <laughs> here they come again. Someone kill me. Ceaselessly born. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they just, I don't know if they understand the concept. I'm walking to the ocean and into it. Troy Aikman. It appears that they've gone back there, and now they're there, and they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. T- Joe, t- Tony Romo calling it out like tense. Oh look! Oh, you can see <laughs> Tony, they're Tony gonna, Romo watch, making his noises. Like, watch this! I'm up, 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 up. They're gonna rush the field again. All you can see, yeah. You see how his knuckles go white? That's how you know he's gonna rush the field again. Tony Romo says they're about to come, and then they do. <laughs> His Tony Romo face. <laughs> Sorry. God, the, the, your own personal Tony Romo would be one of the worst things imaginable, right? Like, oh, man, that's yeah. Like having Thomas the Tank Engine in your house at all times. Yeah, your dad's about to tell you where he wants to be buried when he dies. Oh, oh, he said the moon. Look at that. That's going to be it's going to be expensive, but you don't have to honor his wishes after he's dead. <laughs> You're just driving down the street and here comes a car wreck. <laughs> ah, Tony Romo tried to warn me. Yeah, T- Tony Romo is basically the opposite of the dance by Garth Brooks, right? Oh, like, oh he's he's about to be Kaiser Soze. Look, 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 look. Tony, I said I'm glad I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I could see it all happening. Oh my God, Tony Romo's living limitless. <laughs> but in the most useless way imaginable. <laughs> and er- and early edition. What are you doing? I'm just diagnosing football plays on TV. It's a living, but I could be doing so much better for humanity. Nah. I'd rather be telling you what that too tight set means. I'd just describe how the Raiders are about to fuck up. Yeah. And then it. they would. And then they would. I know whether you're going to get cancer or not and how to cure it. But instead, the spread set indicates a few things to me. Listen, why don't the Raiders in Arizona State after this year just switch coaches? Man. Like, like John Gruden is like, already the logo colors himself. I mean, then like Sparky gets traded to like Utah State. <laughs> and then John Gruden complains all season. Well, you know, it's really hard to find a mascot these days. It's I hard to get him. the crowd pumped up. We just don't have a mascot. I asked this guy point blank if he wanted to be here and he just stood there and looked at me. Didn't say a thing. 
That's what I knew. He wasn't committed. Uh, I'm John Gruden. I eat a lot of Tampa pizza. <laughs> it's poisoned my brain. <laughs> do you want to know if, if you do you want to know if like brain eating amoebas are real? John Gruden traded Khalil Mack. <laughs> Let him go. John Gruden I'm sure traded, they were fine traded Pat him. Tillman. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's it's all totally good. Uh, yeah, Colorado I, I think wins this. By the way, because no, that's incorrect. Arizona State wins this game because the Pac-12 South is destined to be the albatross around whatever good Pac-12 North team is fighting for a playoff spot. Bet against LaVisca Chanel at your own risk. I I'm understand just, your commitment to this theory. I'm just but. saying, I'm just saying, like, whether it's Washington or maybe still Stanford or Oregon, who knows, um, or Wazoo, they're still in it, I guess. Not Cal. It's not going to be you, Cal. So who's the best team Colorado has played? Oh, they uh, played a bunch of terrible teams. They played who? UCLA, Colorado State, both terrible. Uh, I think there's an FCS team in there. And Nebraska. And Nebraska, and Nebraska. Who they didn't who they didn't beat that convincingly either. Nope. Right. No, needed needed some last minute heroics to get through that. So yeah. so you're sure they're gonna beat Arizona State? Absolutely, because I don't think Arizona State's that good. That hasn't mattered before. You know, the big thing here for me is that on their resume, there is a result with Michigan State that everyone would like to be decisive about. And I think I think what we need to admit is that Michigan State, Michigan State might be pretty. And I know we're, we joke about Michigan State being, you know, kind of like assy by design, right? Like so repellent, <laughs> so unwatchable that even the opposition is disgusted by the effort and by the intensity. Yeah, that's that's fun and all. I just I don't think Michigan State's real good this year. I think what I want here is to be able to say the sentence Colorado beat USC to reach 6 and 0. Their best win is over Herm Edwards. That feels good, doesn't it? Doesn't it Which feel natural? We're pretty close to that being real. Yeah. And, and and by the way, like you know, in terms of in terms of where they sit uh by the numbers, at least by Bill C's numbers, Colorado a significantly better team than Arizona State. Does that where, mean anything where, in the Pac-12 South? Where are they said they're 44th. They're 44th. Arizona State's 53rd. Yeah. That's, that's 10 not, spots, that's, man. That's, that's nothing. That's 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 a significant difference to me. That's nothing. You know? Because you go down another 10 spots and what? Bill's You're looking got them at, favored by five at home. Go down. should be favored by one at home. Who's, go 30, down. who's 35? Who's 35? No, who's 63? Arizona. Who's 35? That would be Virginia Tech. Okay. <laughs> so I think what we're saying is every team below 35, 35 and down 30, is bad. 34. <laughs> 34 and up, you're okay. 35 and down, you're bad. Uh, you know who's up there? Nine and three, Texas. That's right. Hanging at 30, baby. In the clear. I do also love any set of stats that has Iowa more highly rated than like usc <laughs> it's okay. I, I don't think that's wrong at this point no it's not it's not but you know to me the to me the prestige difference there is completely worth it right like tractor greater than ferrari correct um, oh by the way you said you wanted to say that colorado was six and oh they're they're only four and oh so far i'm, so, I'm right. giving them arizona state and usc right so 
you you want you want those words to come out of your mouth do you know the words that i want to come out of my mouth this i would like to say that after this coming week that we will be looking at a kentucky football team top 10 6 and 0 top bowl, 10. bowl eligible after top, beating texas a&m top 10 kentucky 6 6 and 0 with a bowl booked before the middle of October. Savor it. Savor Kentucky getting game day late in the season. Savor it. Savor, I, can, savor Georgia going to a raucous number six Kentucky for game I want them, day. I, I want them to beat Texas A&M by a score of something like 17 to 10 and then immediately lock in a Music City Bowl. Immediately. <laughs> we have accepted a bid. <laughs> Like like the like the service academies do basically. Yeah, no, just, yeah, just, yeah. Like, just call Nashville in. Call them. <laughs> be like, y'all want to do this again? Hell we yeah. We don't want to lose our spot. We don't want to risk it. You guys are you guys are actually like in competition for serious bowl games. Yeah, we are the Music City Bowl, <laughs> but we love hotel values and we want to lock them in. Those bachelorettes, they could steal all of the rooms at any time. We're not putting the whole team in an Airbnb. <laughs> You guys could make like the sugar bowl, you know. That's bad for your teeth. <laughs> do you know do you know what a hardy city full of good clean living is? Nashville. You said hardy city. A hardy it is also a hardy city. Again, <laughs> the appeal is unlimited. We ain't trying to drive all that far. We gotta save money for the NCAA tournament. You know what? I mean, state budgets are crazy. We might have to split a buyout on Petrino with the poor relations at Louisville. Um, can you give the mic to Holly now? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. No, why? Because <laughs> we're we're going to talk about one of the most important parts of your internet legacy. Is this a trap? No, we're going to talk about baby. I'm burning. Oh, cool. How do you how do you rank it in your uh in your list of accomplishments? Um, it's certainly the one that has had the most staying power, and that astonished me. Although Surrender Cobras did make it to France, so Surrender Cobras did, did make it to France. Uh, Surrender Cobra is definitely my favorite uh, weird dumb thing that I've put into the internet that has then grown legs and. Uh, run away from me a snake with legs but I uh, I was really surprised this week when I got uh, a call to be interviewed by al.com shut down full cast uh, long time shut down full cast sponsors al.com local affiliate about the baby I'm burning came because as I told the very nice young man who was reporting uh, the story it's I don't think of Auburn as uh, a fan base that has a lot of uh, a sense of humor about itself. And I did not think that they would take to this at all. And I wasn't really thinking about that, but it's there's, I, I was told earlier this year that there's a swath of the internet that just knows this game as the baby on burning game. And that's hilarious to me. I love that. It's, is it still up on YouTube? It's still, not only is it still up on YouTube, um, this is a bit of trivia that I'm not sure, Ryan, I'm not sure you know this, Jason, I'm not sure you know this, because I think this might have been before both of you uh, 
were on the site, but originally that video was not cut to Baby I'm Burning. It was set to Paul Stanley's 2006 hit Live to Win, which at the time was in heavy rotation on EDSBS as a kind of a Bronx cheer. Uh, and when I uploaded it with the Live to Win audio, the audio wasn't working. It was dead silent. And Spencer and I are, of course, obsessed with living goddess Dolly Parton. And Baby I'm Burning, I thought the, the Pew Pew lasers would kind of provide a, a fun backdrop to all of the angst and mishaps that were happening on the field. And also, crucially, the song was about the same length as Live to Win, um, if you'll notice at the end of Baby I'm Burning, there's a couple seconds of silence. That's because it was originally cut for a longer song, Live to Win. Uh, so there's a little tiny bit of trivia for you. So weirdly today, the Live to Win audio works. I never took the video down. So if you go uh, on YouTube and find Baby I'm Burning and you click on my YouTube name and you scroll through the uploads, you will find the original uh, Live to Win video from the 3-2 to two game. Um, I want you to know that I've put this video into incognito mode, and uh, the up next that it suggests for me is the most disrespectful and humiliating plays in NFL history. Yes! <laughs> All right. So you did, you did a good job, and I'm proud hey, of you. Hey, thanks. It's, I am... I don't know how to express normal human feelings on this podcast or anywhere, um, but it's it continues to tickle and delight me that uh, that this is still a thing. Is there some part of these two fan bases that is like worried this will happen again? Like it's you know like I feel like Auburn probably is because they're worried about weird, unreasonable shit all the time. Right. Right. Oh God! I hope it does. Like you know how we're we're always like I don't know if Saban is the man for this job. Auburn has been like that about Gus Malzahn at you know at every slight hiccup uh, along the way. They're just they're just like this. They're they're a fretsome people. They're colicky as a fan base. Yes, they're uh, they're the Simpsons pastor's wife. Think of the children, but we didn't. Children are also three to two, so. Uh, the last game we have on the list is number six Notre Dame at n- number twenty four Virginia Tech. Uh, Ryan, real quick, did you want to do this Twitter thing? You can oh yeah, let's do that. So, so my thing is that we we're, we're now in October. We've had enough games that, at least for some teams, the arc of your the uh, the hopeful arc of your season is probably done. Um, cool. I wasn't gonna say them, but. Sure. No, I like uh, this point. This is the point where I don't have to worry about them. That's true. You are I mean, sort to of, be fair, that point for me was week two. But. <clears throat> you are sort of freed from their grasp. Um, Like UConn, you know you're done. You don't really have to worry about it at this point. Louisville, obviously, this season was not what you wanted it to be. Um, Iowa State, you can probably tell that it's the magic of last year is not uh, it's not going to be repeated. Mostly because you've only scored 70 points in four games. That's terrible. Uh, Rutgers, you're not doing... uh, Nebraska is the biggest one. Nebraska, if you thought we finally have, like, the A-list coach we want, we're not settling for someone, 
We're all excited. We're all on board. This is the year we make a meaningful leap forward. No, no, it is not. And but that's that's normal. I think like regular people get to October and they're like, this year was not what I wanted it to be. So I decided to ask um, our listeners, what are the goals you set for yourself in 2018 that you're just not going to hit? And I actually want to start with Spencer. Spencer, do you have one of these? Everything, pretty much everything. So, yeah, absolutely everything. I it's I haven't talked about it. I have a half marathon I'm supposed to run in like a month and a half. No, seven Hell weeks. Yes. I got seven weeks. Hell yes. What, uh, what what percentage readiness would you say you're at? Not as bad as I anticipated at this point, but definitely behind schedule. I think. Uh, if I continue to progress at the current rate, I will be just at target mileage, like just barely. It's going to be bad. I mean, like, you're you're doing better than Hamilton Cook, who said, "I was going to train for a ten miler. I'm running it Sunday." <laughs> so that's fucking awesome. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, you're gonna. Awesome, man. This is when it's bad when you've already prepped in your head things like. You know, the Navy SEALs say that there's a 40% rule where when you think you're done, you've actually got another 60% in the tank. Note, the article I read about this said the Navy SEAL finished the race, even though he'd barely trained for it, and he had multiple stress fractures in his feet. (laughs) (laughs) I leave that part out. (laughs) Yeah. It's not as, it doesn't fit on the throw pillow so well. It's on the back. That's why you put the side that you put toward the couch. Um, my, the one I identified most with is from Myra Fleener. Um, this says I was going to resume Duolingo. Oh man. Duolingo is just the worst for people who like consider themselves linguistically inclined. Cause before, if you wanted to learn a new language or, you know, re, re improve a language you once knew. It was like a thing. You had to buy 40 video cassettes or you had to go take a class or you had to, you know, but Duolingo is just like, hey, fuck face. It's so easy. It's just on your phone. I just need a little bit of your time. What are you too stupid? Are you too stupid and lazy to learn a little bit of French? You sad piece of shit. And the best part about Duolingo is, and I know this from experience, um, if you don't use it after a while, like it will send you reminders that are just like, hey, just checking in, seeing if you, uh, you know, you're here for this language thing. But then after like three of those, it just sends you like a, well, guess you're a fucking quitter. I won't bother you anymore. Notification. What an asshole. Um, Bronzing process on Twitter said his goal was to deregulate the banks. Didn't do it. Shit. Just get on just get on it, man. Let the banks, you know, banks want to party. The sooner we break up the banks, the sooner we can break up Notre Dame. Damn. First the banks, then the cops. That's how it goes. Um, this was a good one from the Gax, uh, all hat meat on Twitter. <sighs> yep. Getting off Facebook. Doing less stuff I have to do and more stuff I want to do. I can't help you with the second thing. Right now. While you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not doing something important. If you're driving, that doesn't apply. But if you're not, just go delete Facebook right now. Yeah, just go do it. Absolutely. Like, okay. Oh, I have pictures on. Go get the pictures and leave. Yeah. Yeah. You can just tell Facebook, hey, send me all my stuff. And they will. And then you look and you're like, holy fucking shit. There's like DMs in here from 2006. 
and then you say that's weird and then you delete all that so how now you're done been off facebook i'm still there i need to get off it oh yeah I let know. me let I me know. just put it let me put it this way okay you can do everything on the resume that you're supposed to do okay and then suddenly i don't know uh you know stuff from high school might come back to you okay it, that can happen to people who don't have facebook you have facebook What's that going to mean when you come up for, I don't know, a big job when you're 50 and somebody finds your like, like, LOL, shoot my dad in the face post, right? From when you were 17 and had social media and you thought you cleared all that out, but no, it's all still there. Yeah, don't do that. Just delete Facebook. Stop it, idiot. Yeah. That's why, that's why you should listen to podcasts because there are no comments. You can't, there's no trace. No record of what you said or did related to this podcast. That's right. Spencer's been off Facebook since before I have, right? Yeah, no, I think I've been off it two years. I've been off it for most of a year now. And, oh man, guys, I can't tell you the relief that I feel in not having yet another shit hell website in my life that I have to check every day. It borders on euphoria. I'm going. I ha- so I have to keep it for work reasons, which I'm not happy about. But you can do what I did, Ryan. You can delete your account and then just make a burner. So here's what I want to do instead. I want to get all the stuff I need and then pivot my action my account that I have now into just really angry about Flex Seal. Just but in a very vague way, it's like Flex Seal. You let me I down love again. Flex Seal. What are you talking about? Yeah, but this is exactly. I'll you'll like if you followed me on Facebook, you'd be like, ah. Oh, Fucking, I'm done with Ryan. He's always screaming about Flex Seal. What an asshole. This is making me want to get back on Facebook, actually. Yeah, this is great. And I'll never really, like, I won't say, like, oh, my boat sank. Fuck you. It'll always be sort of vague. It'll be like, oh, my credit's ruined. Thanks again, Flex Seal. I think you need to do Facebook, constant Facebook Live. Because doesn't that send out notifications? It's like, Ryan is talking live about Flex Seal. <laughs> This is the only show anyone has. This is the this is media has collapsed to the point where the only thing anyone watches is Ryan Nanny ranting crazily about Flex Seal. <laughs> it backfires. The shit backfires. You got thirty thousand viewers. the The emojis are just pouring in. <laughs> and you're just Vox, at- Vox Media comes to you and is like, Ryan, you got to keep this up. Yeah, we're gonna sell ads against this. We do live reads. We sold it to Netflix. We're rich. You basically like capitalist velveteen rabbited yourself. <laughs> that was always going to happen. It's like that damn episode of Black Mirror. You know, all of them. <laughs> where all like the technology thing turns out so worse. Much. Jason, you're going to make him do the voice. No. I didn't. I didn't. I was just going to say that that you could say I, I am in a position to club you with this controller that Ryan could say that any- gives me extreme power. Oi, oi, fucking flex sale, right? Ryan. I didn't say it. I vowed never to do that voice again. But Ryan, you could say things on air like like if I talk anymore about Flex Seal and I don't quit this job, I'm going to kill myself on air and like numbers would still shoot through the roof, right? People would be like, dude, it's oh, yeah. killing him. It's crazy. Yeah. And then my daughter turns 10 and she's like, so I Googled you. <laughs> <laughs> But at that point, you got a media empire. Now, Flex Seal sent you to private school. <laughs> when were you going to tell me we had a family history of mental illness? 
Again, so happy my wife doesn't listen to this show. I mean, you keep that shit up enough, you'll be appointed to like a White House job. So damn, we're talking Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. We're talking Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. That's cool. Notre Dame um, lose to Pitt. Yeah, before they lose to Pitt. Um, is this? God, I'm I'm terrified of what of what Notre Dame's offense is going to go do to this defense. Just to catch people up in case they forgot, uh, Old Dominion threw bombs on him for most of the fourth quarter. So, but what did Duke do? Not a damn thing. Football yeah. power, football powerhouse Duke, who was who I we didn't talk about this. The quarterback that they were like, "Yep, his his shoulder exploded two weeks ago, but he's fine now." David Cutcliffe is an osteopath. He fixed that. Man, he probably is. He probably is a bone setter. I, trust, yeah. I was going to say, I would trust him to set <laughs> like my broken jaw. I, People... call, I, I called on the healing powers of Gaia, and as you can see. <laughs> he, you know what? David Cutcliffe probably does have a fair amount of like mountain medicine, right? A little bit of yeah. like, he's probably the kind of guy who's like, no, castor oil, I know it's a cliche. It's really good for you. 